Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Welcome back to Breaking Free Authentically. This is episode 52, and today my guest is Topher Lynn. Topher Lynn has been in the lifestyle for over 15 years with his lovely wife, and he's the creator of the fun swinger game called Sip, Strip, Smooch. We're going to talk a little bit about that. He also wrote the guide Compersion Conversations, which is available on Amazon. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too and explain what that is. He and his wife started the Vanilla Friends Suck group, which led to the creation of the Canadian Elephants group over COVID as a way to connect with other swingers and lifestylers. Topher became a certified sexual health coach in order to better help newbies coming into this world with common questions about sexuality and navigating some of the difficulties that come up in the lifestyle. He and his wife plan and host events for the Canadian Elephants Group that range from outdoor hikes to winery takeovers and even destination vacations. So this is a fun conversation, and I'm really excited to um, get into this conversation with you. We just talk swinger to swinger, lifestyler to lifestyler, and just talk about some of our experiences in this world and how he came to this world and just some of the um, programming that affected his accepting of this world in the beginning and uh, just kind of the, the transformation that happened through that. And then just some of the ways that, you know, they've navigated as a couple and um, how that led to the development of this game that he created, which is so much fun. So um, I think we'll just get right into it. At the end, stay till the end, because I will have a special checkout code for you um, if you're interested in this game once we talk about it. So let's get to it. I will see you when we get back. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. 
Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week. Are you struggling with your sexual well-being? Are you often disappointed in your relationships? Do you have unrealistic expectations? Do you ever wonder if you are actually cut out for monogamy? Maybe you've had some of these thoughts. Did you know it's not your fault? That's right. You've been brainwashed since childhood with a series of beliefs about sexuality and relationships. We call this the mono mindset. Do you feel like you've been sold a fairy tale when it comes to sex and love? Why isn't it working? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not satisfied? Why do I have a deep longing for more? Shouldn't I be satisfied? Content? Just be grateful? Well, you aren't alone. If this resonates with you, you are ready for the Breaking Free from Monogamy 8-week program. In this 8-week program, you will learn how the mono mindset has set us up for failure in our relationships and in our emotional and sexual well-being. How the mono mindset keeps us from being truly authentic in our sexuality and relationships. How it keeps us small and gives us a false sense of security. Why we think of sexuality and anything related to sex as wrong or taboo and how the mono mindset has invalidated your desires. Do you think to yourself, I want to fully enjoy my life and who I really am. I want real connections. I want to be able to be myself. I want to understand my body. I love who I am, but I don't seem to fit the mold. Maybe you've thought, I've always felt like a sexual deviant, but I'm actually a really good person. I don't understand. Well, many of my clients have said, Kareen, I didn't know I had choices. I thought monogamy was the only way to be happy and enjoy a fulfilling sex life. I thought that non-monogamy is for people that have commitment issues, and I thought it was just a way to legally cheat on your partner. I thought I was supposed to suppress my desires to have a successful relationship. But what if you could deconstruct the mindset that is holding you back from exploring other options? Well, you can in my eight-week Breaking Free from Monogamy program. Take your life back and become a master of healthy relating and sexuality. Lose the shame and guilt you've been programmed to feel in order to conform. It's not your fault. You weren't given a choice. Learn to love yourself and your desires. Discover what is natural and ethical. Breaking Free from Monogamy, an eight-week program shifting the mono mindset for greater intimacy and sexual well-being. Do you want to choose monogamy confidently or explore other healthy models? This program is for you. Please go visit offers.kareenbedard.com to go take the free Is Monogamy Right for Me quiz and to enroll in the new Breaking Free from Monogamy 8-week program. That's offers.k-a-r-i-n-e-b-e-d-a-r-d.com. Well, welcome to Breaking Free Authentically. Today I have a very special guest, and this is a little bit different than usual, but this is this is was the intention from the beginning, is to just have great conversations with people, um, not necessarily experts, but experts, non-experts, lifestylers, 
all of the above. And he kind of fits all the categories. So, you know, we're just going to have a great conversation. Today, my guest is Topher Lynn. Hi, thank you. (laughs) And Topher, you have been, can I call you Topher for short? Sure, sure. I go by sex god as well, but that's okay. Okay, okay. Sex god, Topher. (laughs) I mean, either one will work. I'll interchange. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) been partially satisfying people for years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, Tover, you've been in the lifestyle, you said, for over 15 years. I'm going to ask you a little bit about that. But yeah, is that correct? Yep, that's right. Okay. And so you are also a certified sexual health coach. And so you're going to tell us just a little bit about that, um, because I think that you getting that certification was was just a really cool idea based on on what you do and i know you don't use it the same way that i do but um it's very cool and you have started a group um well you and your wife called vanilla friends suck <laughs> which, yeah. which i love that that's fun which they do they kind of suck so i mean they, they don't they don't suck but they they suck yeah yeah and i mean it's just a whole different a whole different world. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the term vanilla, um, that would be like your regular non-swinger, non-lifestyle, non-ethical, non-monogamy friends. Right. They'd be usually your monogamous, monogamous friends, which again, nothing wrong with being monogamous. Um, but they're the kind of friends that you just can't tell them about your exciting weekend because <laughs> they just wouldn't even believe you. And um, we have kind of crazy wild weekends, don't we? Well, there has been a few. There's been a few over the 15 years for oh sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, think- I, I know sometimes we're like <laughs> my friends and I we're like at events or or at the club or whatever. And we're like, I I think if I went back to work, you know, they're like, if I went to work and and people asked me what my weekend was and I actually told them they just would not understand no they'd be floored. they, they'd they be floored. would be like what <laughs> how yeah, and I think the distinction with the vanilla friends uh aspect is that you know the the uh difference being uh vanilla and monogamous and vanilla and being non-monogamous because uh w- really what we were finding uh, and one of the reasons we don't have uh vanilla friends anymore is that uh we found that our vanilla friends were not being monogamous but they weren't being consensual about the non-monogamy very true so cheating i.e cheating and judging cheating and judging. yes right? yeah and it's just it feels so they're judging people on one end and then they're just doing the the dishonest thing because there's a framework for that in our society. There's a framework for cheating and dishonesty. Like we have a compartment for that. So even though it's wrong and it's very hurtful and it's not ethical, we understand it better than consensual ethical non-monogamy because you don't talk about you know, having desires for other people. You don't talk about having sex with someone else and that being okay. Like right. there it's is really no much better framework. behind closed doors. Let's pretend right. it's not happening. And there's right. no framework for this. Right. And so people just can't even wrap their heads around it. It's getting more, more popular, more known, more normalized, which is my goal is to normalize ethical non-monogamy and just make it something that you can choose regardless. Like, is that something you want or not? 
you get to make the choice, but you don't think of it as being completely out there and so weird, you know? So that's part of my, um, that's part of my mission. Um, okay. So that vanilla friends suck kind of morphed into Canadian elephants. So tell us what in the (laughs) world is a Canadian elephant? Well, during, so we, we started the vanilla friends suck group, uh, probably about seven or eight years ago. And, uh, we were, at we had been in the lifestyle, uh, as a couple for, you know, probably seven, six, seven years, at least at that point and realized that, um, the way we were approaching the lifestyle, uh, was truly as swingers. We really were the prototypical swinger definition of, of meeting somebody at a club, you know, finding a connection, um, and having either, uh, either an experience with them or an experience because of them. So in the sense that we would take that atmosphere, we would take that, that sexy feeling that, um, that flirtation, and we would go back to the hotel or our home and enjoy that, um, that feeling, that atmosphere just on the, on our own. Or we would meet somebody and, and uh, you know, if the club had a, a play area, we might take advantage of that. And that could mean any, everything from the fact that we just uh, did a lot of sexy dancing together with this other couple, or there was some kissing, or we, you know, we're in the back room and uh, we had sex with our own partners, but, you know, side by side with the other couple or, or further. Um, but either way, we approached the lifestyle truly as swingers and what uh, I guess the definition for us that where it changes from uh, a swinger to more lifestyle, more even polyamorous to some degree, depending on your, on how you define polyamory uh, or just consensual non-monogamy in general was that uh, we decided, okay, we're, we're not satisfied with this one night stand sort of version of what we were doing. It was, unfulfilling although fun in the moment no different than when you're dating single um and you have a one night stand sure it might be fun for that that period of time that evening eh, you wake up the next morning <laughs> you know you might have that walk of shame or just that internal shame of like oh, did i really did i really just do that you know um they weren't really people we would have normally had been attracted to um had we not been drinking and, mm. you know, kind of caught up in the, in the atmosphere or in the moment. And I think we've all been there, um, but we're just doing that same thing as a couple. And uh, when we made the conscious decision that we were going to approach this more, trying to find people who were truly connected with, mm. we wanted, we wanted friendships and, and we wanted friendships with lifestyle people. We wanted people that we could be completely open with we could tell them our crazy story. We could tell them something that went wrong. They would laugh. They'd have a story. We could tell them about a weekend or an idea that we wanted to do. And there was no judgment. In fact, there was excitement on our, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for us. Um, so we, uh, we approached uh, a few different couples trying to, you know, <laughs> make those kind of connections. It wasn't, it just wasn't happening. So, we decided that uh, we would try to do our own little party, our own little event. And we invited about 10 couples to um, to a big suite. 
and uh, we overplanned it like crazy. I mean, we we had it planned down to the minute. I, we were just inexperienced and didn't know what to do, so we we overplanned the whole thing. Um, and then we had uh, these ten couples show up, and and the sort of prerequisite to to coming to the party was that they needed to want that same type of thing. They, you know, friendships within the lifestyle. If it moved to something more sexual, great. But if it remained as friends, you know, for a year or two, 10, it didn't matter um, that they were okay with uh, just a a friendship based relationship um, with like-minded people. So that's sort of where the vanilla friends suck group started. Um, And, uh, you know, we, we posted it, uh, the group, uh, more so just so that the 10 people that were involved could, could continue to to communicate. And then all of a sudden people started joining that group. And yeah. before we knew it, there was a hundred people in the group and then there was 500 and then there was a thousand and uh, it just kind of grew um, organically that way. It was, it was interesting. And I think to a large degree, some people joined the group just because they thought the name was fun or mm-hmm. funny or a hundred percent sure what it meant. Um, Anyway, during COVID, uh, we were looking for ways of staying social with our friends and meeting new friends uh, in a way that was still safe, right? And that uh, still fell within the government uh, regulations of of uh, outdoor gatherings and so on. So we started doing these walks where uh, we would all get together with, uh, you know, depending on at the time, you know, whatever the number, maximum number for outdoor uh, groups gathering wa- was at that moment, because um, it kept changing, uh, we would uh, go for a half hour, 45 minute walk, public path, um, and finish our walk at a microbrewery that had um, a big patio outside. Mm. So we would, we would all trudge through the wilderness you know uh and come back for this you know uh drink on the patio and and sometimes we had uh, 10 15 people sometimes we had 20 um sometimes it was you know over by noon uh, we'd start at 10 in the morning and sometimes it went to three or four o'clock in the afternoon people just wouldn't leave they were just having a great time <laughs> in this completely zero pressure atmosphere oh, of yeah. a public walk and a public patio right and uh, somewhere, I can't remember how the name came about, but something about us all trudging through the, the forest on this trail um, came out as Canadian elephants. And then we thought, you know what, this is uh, ambiguous enough of a name that we can all get T-shirts made up for our walking group. And we're the Canadian elephant you know, group trudging through and uh you know create a little website for it and you know we're posting our walking dates and things like that on that site and it was completely separate issue completely separate thing from our our events and things that we were running for uh the vanilla friends suck group and um the name kind of caught on everyone was kind of liking the fact that you know they could still wear their canadian elephant shirt you know to the mall or you know shopping or around family and if anybody asked what it was, well, it's a walking group. Like, you know, there yeah. was nothing. Well, on the, to on about the, the logo. Yes. What it's, do you have? It's a moose. 
Yeah. So the Canadian elephant is the moose. moose. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's funny. So I hadn't seen I hadn't seen the logo and I had heard the name Canadian elephants and I was like, what does this even mean? Like I, right. I had no idea. It's, and then it's, I saw the logo. Purposely and I was like, obscure. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's purposely obscure and silly. And you know, um, is fine to wear around the vanilla world. You know? Yeah, I was going to say in vanilla. No pineapples in the logo. There's right. you know, <laughs> nothing that uh, people will look at and go, "Oh, you're clearly a swinger. You're wearing an elephant, uh, Canadian elephant shirt with a big moose on it." Right. So, right. Um, it uh, and it's funny. Like we had some offers originally because uh, we know a few people on the retail side that said, "Oh, like just you know, we could, we can sell that shirt, you know, to the public." Like no, I don't. I don't need. I don't need somebody wearing that at the mall and someone else going, "Hey, I'm an <laughs> elephant too, right?" So, oh, right, exactly. <laughs> so we've kept it. We've kept the logo and everything exclusive to to that group. But so if someone else is wearing that, you know that yeah, they're in the lifestyle. <laughs> exactly, and it's so funny because we've had people tell us that you know they went on a cruise or they went to a, a vanilla resort uh, down south. And uh, someone has come up to them and said, hey, you know, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what awesome. you are. Me too. You know, so that's hilarious. That's, that's, kind of like the, the black the, ring. It is, but even more obscure. And, yeah. uh, you know, just uh, as well, I guess if you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Oh, okay. So we've covered that now. I just want to know a little bit, and it doesn't have to be very detailed, but I know that, um, so you're in a second marriage, right? That's right, yeah. And so tell us a little bit about how you got into the lifestyle and a little bit about that process, if it could keep it short, because I do want to talk about the other cool, fun thing that sure. that you do. The Our entry into the lifestyle was... Um, Basically, I think we dared each other into it to some degree. <laughs> I think uh, at the time we were dating long, long distance. Okay. And uh, so this is a little bit before texting was as easy as it is now. Um, you know, you, you'd have to press, uh, you know, your your um, you know phone three times to get to a C. Right. <laughs> you know, so texting, texting would have taken hours, right? So we actually had to talk on the phone and you know you can't uh you know if you go on a first date or second or whatever with somebody there's all kinds of moments that are eaten up with you know driving somewhere or ordering food or you know all the little moments that are taken up you might in a three-hour date actually talk for 20 minutes or an hour you know depending on on the situation but if you're on the phone with somebody for two or three hours i mean you have to talk otherwise it's just it's just dead air right mm-hmm and uh, I think because we were long distance, we kind of dared each other a little bit in the um, honesty aspect of of that first, um, you know, maybe six months of us uh, seeing each other. You know, well, I feel this way about this. Well, okay, well, I feel that way about that, and and we would, you know, share a little bit more waiting for the other person to freak out and, and, and go running. And, and they, you know, neither of us did. And out of all of that came up the issue of, of um, 
having both been propositioned by lifestyle people before or swingers before mm-hmm. and neither one of us having had any uh any interest in doing it um mm-hmm. you know i i honestly i i was dating someone before um my wife and uh she wanted to take me to a swingers club <clears throat> and i was uh flat out you know <laughs> disgusted by the by the idea i mean i really it really did um i mean i look back it's so funny where we are right now compared to then but you know the whole idea was um immoral to me at the time well it's so interesting isn't it like i think back to like well obviously i was a born again christian evangelical christian which my story um bible school graduate turned playboy enthusiast right right so i think back on like even the first time that i heard about married people having sex with other married people mm. while still being married like i just couldn't i couldn't even fathom it because i was like but sex is the glue that holds you together how like i've always been told if you have sex with other people cuz i was a virgin when i got married right cuz if you have sex with other people you're attaching to them it's like tape it's like sticking tape and when you unstick when you pull off the tape it's less sticky so it's going to stick less to the next thing right so this idea that sex was just sex and that you could enjoy it and have fun and have sex with other people that you weren't married to it was just completely mind-boggling to me mind-blowing and not in a good way i was just like what (laughs) but but the thing that was attractive to me was these compersive conversations that they were having with each other. And I was like, and we're going to talk about that word. Um, But it was like, they were rejoicing each other's experiences about getting to enjoy their sexuality with other people or explore their, uh, she was bi, right? And she got to explore that. And he was just excited about that for her. And I was like, a couple goals. like. That is what I would like. I want that kind of connection. I was deeply looking for connection in in many areas. And what I did find when I eventually, you know, <laughs> moved through all the things and and, you know, sort of unlearned and 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 broke down stuff, I was like, oh, it's the connection and this world is so connected and and the trust and and the responsibility because uh you know to be non-monogamous is is a highly responsible uh right it's not it's not an irresponsible act you are at every point honoring uh the person you're with and i think that's a really foreign concept to someone who's not consensually non-monogamous i think it's Sorry, I think it's it's completely seen as the other way around, though that it's totally irresponsible. Definitely. Yeah, so carry uh, carry on with what you were saying because no, was- but just just that it, there's so much responsibility involved because yeah. um, because you've given that trust to uh, another person um, to abuse that automatically becomes uh, non consensual. Yeah, right. yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and uh, I mean. A community can't function if there's no trust, right? Like in general, 
we can't be a society if we're lying to each other and stealing from each other. And so, like, that doesn't work very well. That's why we remove those people from society. <laughs> right. Like yeah, exactly. it, that's not how you have a cohesive right. nurturing community. But when you are respectful and honoring each other and dare I say authentic, <laughs> exactly. then, you know, magic happens because you feel safe and you feel comfortable and you're like you find your people right and i think that's the that's the point where we both realize that our hearts our secrets our desires were safe with the other person we finally mm -hmm. had found somebody that we felt safe to open up and truly tell exactly what we thought and what we felt and what we what we wanted to do we wanted to mm -hmm. try Mm -hmm. uh, even if we hadn't really thought of it that much before, I mean, um, like I said, I'd been offered, she'd been offered. And one of the things that kind of uh, drove it was her interest of, of uh, exploring her bisexuality and, and wanting to do that in a safe environment. And she just hadn't felt safe to do that before. And so I, <clears throat> like most men, would jumped at that, that opportunity. Um, you know, I get to be with two women at once. Mm -hmm. Okay, sign me up. <clears throat> However, as we got closer to actually being with a single woman together, um, you know, I had the uh, unbelievable anxiety of how do I actually please two women <laughs> at the same time? And I mean, I have hard enough time doing with one, let alone, I mean, two, how am I going to please two women at the same time? And I had all kinds of anxiety about that uh, leading up mm -hmm. to it, to the point that I had huge stomach issues, um, mm -hmm. like that night of, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> we we ended up with this woman and we, we had, uh, you know, this evening started off really, really nicely. She invited us into the house and we had this, you know, you know, nice drink and we and chatting with this woman. And then my stomach just went crazy. Oh. I had to excuse myself. And I was on, honestly, I was gone for about 20 minutes. Uh, like I, I thought that's it. Like I'm, I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to leave for the whole night. Like this is, this is not going to happen. And uh, all my anxieties went away when I finally came back and realized that not only did they not really need me, <laughs> But they didn't even know I had left. Like they were, <laughs> they were carrying on, and they're like, "Oh, he's, you're you're here." I'm like, "Yeah, I was gone for like almost a half hour." Like, "Oh, okay." Like, didn't even notice. And that and that honestly was probably one of the best things that could have happened because <laughs> I just realized that okay, I've been overthinking this way, uh -huh. way, way too much, and and that's sort of where our journey started from, and we you know, made our way, made lots of mistakes and, uh, and did our best to learn from them as we went along. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> I think that we just, like my course talks so much about the mono mindset and just like kind of what we've been programmed to think and believe, um, what we've been taught from birth kind of thing. And there's a very strong teaching that the man is responsible for the woman's pleasure. Oh, right. Yeah. And um, a recent podcast, we talked about outsourcing our pleasure and like, why do we actually, it's today's podcast that just came out. Um, uh, 
Today is June 21st, in case you're interested in listening to that podcast. Um, But his pleasure is more than just in the bedroom, right? Um, And we, we talked about outsourcing our pleasure is something that we tend to do as women often. And then we're disappointed and frustrated that someone else is not meeting our need. But because we've given that responsibility to someone else, we don't know how to take that and own it. (laughs) And so the other, the other side of that coin is that, you know, a man often um, feels that that pleasure is his responsibility because he's a jerk or he's this or that if he doesn't. And um, there's a difference between wanting to and not knowing someone's body, not understanding. But yeah, we put all kinds of expectations on ourselves. And I think that the point of my course is to help people lose the unrealistic expectations that we have put on ourselves about relationships, about society, about our roles, about marriage, about parenthood. I mean, everything. Um, And then take a deep look inside and realize what is it that you actually want. Like, and, and it's beautiful that you had those conversations with her before and you felt safe enough to <clears throat> talk about your desires, your emotions, your fantasies, all those things without it being thrown back in your face, right? To be able to have safety in a relationship and create safety to be able to talk about those things, even if those things are never going to happen, it's just the safety of being able to share what you would fantasize about or desire. Making that happen is a whole different issue. And I think people make it one and the same. Oh, if you tell me that you want to do that, we have to do that. But that's a whole different conversation. But if you never get to the point where you can actually talk about your fantasies and desires and just enjoy them, um, then you're shaming yourself and then you're shaming others for their desires. And that's that whole like being invited to a swinger club and you said, oh, no. Yeah, no, that's, like, that's, that's, that's crazy. Immoral. Really. Not doing that. That's immoral, right? And I think I think one of the, the keys to um, our happiness as a couple right now is that we did kind of come to our relationship later in later in life both with our own bumps and bruises and one of the things that um you know i think we both knew going in is that it was not my job to make her happy and it wasn't her job to make me happy um we kind of have to you know own those things ourselves um because i'm attracted to somebody who's healthy and happy and you know has interests and has goals and has hobbies and and uh has something to talk about and has uh has interests that align with mine but aren't necessarily have to be the same as mine right uh and uh we um we accepted very early on that there's going to be aspects of our our lives that we share daily and other parts that really you know we're just going to check in on each other and go hey how did that go right um did you enjoy this tell me more about it you know mm-hmm. you know give me the give me the 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 review right and uh because um we're witnesses to each other's lives we we want to we're the one person that cares more about the other than anyone else mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean i 
own her or she owns me. I mean, realistically, uh, a vibrator and Uber Eats and I'm, you know, she doesn't need me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, we live in an area where Uber Eats doesn't doesn't deliver. Otherwise, we don't have it. It'd already be done. It'd already be over. Right. So. (laughs) My friend came up this weekend. She was helping me pack because I'm in a big move right now, which is why uh, not everybody's been hearing from me quite as much. <laughs> I'm just in total like concentration, focus mode. Um, but she was like, why don't we just order something? We can keep packing. We don't have to cook. We'll just order something. And uh, she's like, you know, like Uber Eats or whatever. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, we don't have that here. She's like, what? You don't you don't have Uber Eats? I was like, nope, we don't. And I even looked it up and it says, We haven't reached your area yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I'm gonna have to keep moving further and further out of town if I want this relationship to last. <laughs> oh, funny. No, but I think it's important. I think we what it can go one of two ways, you know, when you go through a divorce or a separation, you either take those same patterns. And you bring them to another relationship, which it's typically going to happen anyways, or you're aware of those patterns. You decide to own your shit and recognize what your part was to play in those things and recognize what you're not willing to accept anymore and what you're not willing to to do or rely on someone else for. And that awakening process means that another relationship where someone else comes in as a whole person as well really can function so beautifully. And um, again, that's the process that we go through in my eight-week program is that that awakening of self and recognizing what it is that you want, because chances are you've put yourself on the side burner for your whole entire fucking life. Yeah. Right. Totally. I mean, if I look back at my first marriage, it was uh, uh, a lot of um, negotiating, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to uh, a partnership. You know, you're you're negotiating this. Well, if I get this, you get that, and, and so yeah. on. You know. But we're taught that that's what is supposed to be. We're taught that it's going to be a fairy tale, that it's all about sacrifice, that it's someone else's job to make you complete, right? Because you're only half a person, so you need someone else to make you whole. So then you re- you require things from them, and then when they don't meet those requirements, which haven't been explained, they're yes. just like, you know, assumed most of the time. And then you realize that someone else is not meeting those needs. And then you resent them because you're not meeting them for yourself because that's someone else's job. <laughs> it's yeah. just a real mind fuck. <laughs> and then we wonder why we're not happy or why forever is such a difficult task because it's not realistic. Forever can be. But if that's the goal is that it's only forever, then we're not doing the things to make it enjoyable forever and i think we forget that there's this piece in between of like this beautiful synonymous autonomy and partnership and rejoicing in each other joy happiness pleasure that we just take from life in general of living life and i think a lot of us don't even take that as an option because you know you just put your head down and you grind and life is hard and you work hard and you don't have fun because you're busy having kids and making a living and retirement is for fun. But retirement, now you're too old or grumpy or or set in those ways of 
you can't really enjoy life. And and I see this so often and I'm like, they're the ones criticizing people enjoying their life because, again, they're resenting that they didn't get to because <laughs> they were told they couldn't. Right. And, you know, it's just this perpetual cycle. And so I'm all about breaking these cycles, breaking these learned mindsets and behaviors and recognizing that there's another way. Right. And I think being honest with yourself is probably the harder, the harder thing to do, right? Because if you can be really honest with yourself, then it's easier, much easier to be honest with your, your partner. And I think more often than not, um, you know, that that's the first barrier. That's the, the big, the first and biggest barrier. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and happy that we were, we were able to cut through that bullshit and, mm-hmm. and really just talk to each other and, and learn about each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 15, 16, whatever it is, years later, we're still laughing. You know, we're still mm-hmm. laughing and having fun. And that's sort of where all of this kind of came from. Like we, we would have, um, you know, with the Vanilla Friends Suck Group, we would often organize, um, meet and greets or, or fun events. Like we, we, we took over a winery. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a group um one time which was a gong show uh it was a weekend at a winery i mean what could what could go wrong uh, <laughs> 25 lifestyle couples and uh and a lot of wine unlimited unlimited wine yeah oh but, my god um and you know we've done uh, did all the employees um get no. super confused that weekend a little bit a little bit uh i think who goes with who <laughs> There were moments. Oh, I, there were moments, but luckily we had sort of the, we had the whole place to ourselves. So nice. um, after uh, they sort of closed down all that stuff, um, the the party really started. But <laughs> yeah, we've done done some things like that. We've had private parties, and and one of the things that happened with a lot of our private parties is we would often take uh, games and uh, and kind of turn them into a lifestyle game. You know, take you know some very uh, family friendly games and make them not so family friendly. Nice. You know, and uh, at one point um, we were, there was four of us um, at the end of the night and one couple said, look, we brought, we brought this lifestyle game and we really want to try it. Um, you know, can we play it with you guys? Yeah, sure. Of course, you know, bring it in. So, uh, you know, they ran out of the car, brought in this game, set it all up. And just the setting up of this game took like a half an hour. Like it was so many pieces and complicated and we're like, everyone's already losing, losing interest. And then the game um, had sort of a mild and wild side. And, you know, as you're going through the game, you're playing these mild portions of the game and it's very uh, spin the bottle ish type of mm-hmm. you know, very, very, very low key. Uh, and it, I mean, it's fun, but it's very, very basic level. And then you cross over into the mild side and the first. Or the wild side, you mean. Or the wild side, you're right. Yep. And the first action that I got was like, take off all your clothes. <laughs> so there was no, there was no transition. There was no, <laughs> you were, you were, you know, a little kiss on the cheek. And then, um, you know, somebody sit on you, ride you naked and slap your ass. I'm like, what? What? what just happened? <laughs> we so have just am, crossed a different uh, right. Threshold. So I'm naked on all fours. My wife is sitting on me, slapping my ass, 
everyone else is still fully clothed because they haven't crossed over to the section yet. And I was like, I stood up and I was like, hey, whoa, like we're, this is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I said to her that night, I can make a better game than this. I can do a better job than this. There's got to be a way that we can play a game as a group, whether it's two couples or 10 and have a fun night that, you know, we can rev it up if we want to, or we can keep it relatively low key and flirty and fun. But I, there's no way that this is what the pinnacle of lifestyle <laughs> is. There's no, there's no way there's, there has to be something better. There has to be and, everything. Um, you know, I, I've, got a sort of a creative bug and I I need to have a bit of a creative outlet, which a lot of these events that we do, you know, uh satisfies. Uh because we're always trying to come up with something something fun that we'd like to do. Like I said, yeah. I mean we did a, a baseball game and Oktoberfest um sort of uh event one time. Um you know whatever. But this uh, this took on a bit of a life of its own and took me about a year and a half to to take from concept to to finished product. So yes, this is something we are going to talk about. So let's hear. You created this game, yes, and it's called Sip, Strip, or Smooch. Sip, Strip, or Smooch. So I'll be uh, honest. We we totally ripped off. Um, Cards Against Humanity. Well, they kind of ripped off apples to apples. Right. So, so you know, it's fair game. It's fair game. <laughs> and then sec- uh, was it personally incorrect also, you know? Well, there's so many different versions, so many different versions of it. But, I mean, we kept it to a um, a format that people know and understand so that the instructions to play and the setup to play are, are rote. Everyone, everybody already knows how to how to play this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a different version of it that is um, more applicable to lifestyle couples playing or, you know, singles, whatever, mm-hmm. or college students. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the swinger cards against humanity a little bit. It's the swingers version of cards against humanity. Um, the, uh, the original, uh, original instructions I had were two full pages and I'm like, what am I doing? Like this, there's no one, no one on on the planet's going to read all of this. <laughs> well, by the time they've had uh, a couple drinks and they're ready to play the game, yeah, they're definitely brave not gonna enough to play the game, shall yeah. we say? <laughs> so the game actually is very. Um, I mean, it really does follow that mild to wild aspect in the sense of uh, every hand that you play, there is an action. But that action can be as mild or wild as you want it to be. So you you don't have to jump in, you know, all all feet first. Right, right. To start, you can play for a few hours and only kiss and and maybe remove the odd piece of clothing. Um, or within a half an hour, you can all be naked and, and pushing the game aside. <laughs> So tell take us through a potential uh, round, like what might what might come up in this okay. game. So if you're playing with, uh, you know, let's say a few couples, uh, you got uh, three couples are sitting down to play. Much like um, Cards Against Humanity, there's a question card um, that usually has you know, a blank 
that your um, your cards in your hand are going to fill in that blank. And whoever's reading the card, the question card, um, gets to pick the card from the other players that they think matches uh, the question uh, the best or is just the funniest or the most ridiculous or whatever. So um, with that, what we did was add uh, to the bottom of that question card or that statement card, um, an action or a dare or, um, you know, something something for the group to do. And as the name of the game is Sip, Strip, or Smooch, most of the actions have something to do with kissing, drinking, or removing some clothes. But there is a very definitive rule in the game and just in general that if something at any point in the game you're uncomfortable with what the card says or you just don't want to you don't want to go down that road with maybe the person that's doing it uh you can always just take a sip of your drink you can kiss somebody you've you feel like kissing or you can take a piece of clothing off if you want but you always have the right to just say pass and do you know, sip, strip, or smooch on your own. Okay. Um, so as an example, um, you know, the, uh, the, the question card, uh, and we always call the person who's reading the question, we call them the virgin. So when the virgin, you know, the virgin passes, you know, obviously changes each hand, but when the virgin says, uh, reads the, the card out saying, um, once you've shared blank, you're officially best friends. And then, uh, you know, the uh, group all puts in their their cards. And so I just had some examples here of, you know, once you've shared passive-aggressive oral sex, you're officially best friends. Once you've shared submissive sheep, you're officially best friends. And, uh, you know, so on. Her Royal Highness, Queen Bitch of the Land of Cunts, um, <laughs> the two-handed Zamboni, uh, hetero, hetero-flexible spa experience. You know, once you've shared this, you're officially best friends. And then, <laughs> so, you know, the, the person picks one of those and then um, whoever's card they pick uh, gets the white card or gets the virgin's question card mm-hmm. and uh, follows the, uh, the instructions. So this oh, one okay. says, put your hand in the person's crotch next to you for one round. <laughs> so <laughs> we've had, we've, obviously these cards we've played this game a thousand times and um you know trying to keep your hand in someone's crotch for a whole round while you read your cards and shuffle your deck and stuff have turned into hilarious uh you know results just just with the group you know obviously you got a a bunch of people were drinking and having fun Mm -hmm. anyway um you know another one is uh trace a dirty word on the virgin's neck with your tongue (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's one of the things or uh kiss the virgin anywhere except the face. Um guess the color of the virgin's underwear. If you're correct, they remove it. If you're wrong, you remove yours. Uh-huh. You know, so um things like that. Uh one of the funnier ones was you are a human bra, hold someone's tits up for one round. <laughs> so usually end up having somebody, you know standing behind or sitting, you know, underneath another person holding up their boobs for one round, you know, and both trying to figure out how to read each other's cards and help each other. Yeah. This becomes a lot of, lot of fun. Um, anyway, I've got a few more examples if you feel like it, but you know, that's the gist of the game for sure. Fun. So it's just like the ultimate icebreaker. You can 
just have a, a just a whole lot of fun. Um, that sounds like that sounds fun because because you know, Cards Against Humanity is a, is a riot, and you can't just play that with anybody. Um, but there's not an element of in of interaction with it, right? And so I like that you've right. added sort of that um, that that extra. You know, the person who wins, they have to do something. They so that something, right? I like that. That's kind of, that's kind right. of fun, but and I like that out. consent is still part of the game. <laughs> Always, right? Because <laughs> you you do need to be able to consent and and say yes or no that you want to do this, and if you don't, it's a hundred percent okay. You know, you you have to all agree that you know part of the game is kissing is yeah. drinking, is taking your clothes off. And if you're uncomfortable with all those things, then you probably just shouldn't play it. I mean, that's right. to some degree, I mean, you just probably shouldn't play. Or you can say at the beginning of the game, look, you know, I want to play, I want to have a few laughs, but I don't want to participate in this and this. Yeah. Well, as long as everybody's okay with that, then enjoy, have a good time, right? Yep. So we have had nights where this game has lasted three or four hours. <laughs> and... Uh, after three or four hours, I mean, nothing that was really gone on past maybe, you know, a few clothes are on the floor, but there's been lots of kissing. There's been a few drinks and so much laughter. Um, but yeah, like I said, there's been other times we've played and half hour later, the game is pushed aside and <laughs> it's done. It's like, job. all right. We're good. We've yeah, broken we're good the now. ice. We're on with other things. Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. So if if someone wants to purchase this game, for instance, because yep. it is available to buy. Yes, exactly. Um, what can they do and how can they find this? So it is super duper simple. Sipstripsmooch.com. www.sipstripsmooch.com. All one word. Um, and uh, that will take you to the website. The website um, you can order directly from uh, with PayPal or Visa or any of that stuff, uh, e-transfer even. And uh, we've set up the website as well with some extra rules if people are, you know, real stickler for it and they want to understand, you know, every little nuance of the game, there's extra rules there. But there's also a lot of extra different versions of how we've played the game. Um, so they're all practical things that we've done. Um, like one of the aspects or one of the, the more common ones that we've done is that we've made a, um, a tray of jello shots. Mm. And we usually make them pretty mild um, because we don't, you can't consent if you're, if you're trashed. Yes. Right? So there's that happy medium in there of, of feeling good Um but we try we do really do encourage that pre-conversation of what are you what are you okay with before the game starts, not after the game ends, right? Um, and by making a tray of jello shots, even though the jello shots you would think that that's gonna get people, you know, more drunk, it actually controls how much alcohol gets consumed that night. Mm. Because you control how much alcohol you put in the um, jello shots and we tend to make them fairly uh, fairly mild uh, jello shots it's more the act of taking the jello shot that's fun for everybody and once those are all gone you can't choose 
as a you know as a rule for the game you can't choose to take a, a drink anymore you can't sip anymore so it forces you then to kiss other people or mm. or take off a piece of clothing right so the the sipping aspect of the game is limited to however many shots you make and we usually kind of plan it for four to six per person that's going to play and you know the all four or all six shots might add up to you know one or two ounces of alcohol total so you're not no one's going to get get drunk off of that right especially over an hour or so right right so so that's one yeah that's so good because i think sometimes we forget just um like for me it's important that people are in a good place and comfortable before they consent to doing things in the lifestyle. Um, because like you said, alcohol, if you're drunk, you're not actually not consenting. Um, and if you're too scared, if you're too, you know, nervous, if you aren't comfortable with who you are and you have to drink in order to do these things, you're going to wake up in the morning with possible shame and guilt. And, that's right. not that that that's the exact opposite of what I'm promoting. I want us to kick shame and guilt to the curb. Let's figure out why there might be shame and guilt there before you even get in a situation where you would feel that. Let's figure that out and let's get you to a place where you're actually comfortable with who you are and you love who you are so you don't have to drink in order to be able to survive because that's not that's not fun for anyone. You know, we don't want that. And being a sloppy drunk in this world, you get a, dr- a reputation pretty quick. And um, those are not the people that are being authentic. These are not the people that you want to be around. They're not my friends of choice, you know. Um, so there's, I like that you play on these these responsibility. Um, you, you've incorporated sort of this responsibility we're trying to. Consent. We're trying to. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's up to the people playing the game exactly. to, to do things responsibly. But we can recommend ways that we've done this that have been the most fun mm-hmm. and have led to, um, you know, great evenings where people are still not—they're not drunk. They're just feeling good, having fun, and feeling super flirty about the whole thing, right? Yeah, because that's the fun part, right? Of being with a group of people is non-judgmental. You have no shame. You get to just. Like nudity is not a big deal. It's just fun. Um, sexuality is, is a game. It can be fun. It can be flirty, lighthearted. It doesn't have to be this serious, like deep, sacred experience every time. And I think that we're taught one or the other, right? Like it's either meaningless or it's totally sacred. Well, but one of the things that comes out of this that is unique um, is full-on belly laughs and you know people falling on the floor laughing when they're half naked Mm -hmm. we expect you know or we're kind of taught and conditioned that when you're you know naked you're in a you're in your you know your lingerie because you know some people will dress up a little bit you know have Mm -hmm. some nice uh nice bras and underwear underneath these outfits because they know they're going to be you know getting partially naked or fully naked and you know they're cracking up and having a really fun time in a in an outfit that really you know they're really more expected to be sexy and sultry and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know um, not in a it shouldn't be a fun or we're not expected to be fun in that way we're expected right. to 
concentrating on the the sexy part right yeah it sort of takes us out of our comfort zone a little bit and you know we're sitting there half naked and cracking up i mean it's it's a little bit surreal at times i mean there's nothing quite so wonderful actually i mean like people have no idea just the freedom of of like just being able to be naked around people and being sexual without necessarily being sensual, there's such relief to that. It's like your true being gets to come out and then you're with people that are just laughing and enjoying and just, it's like vanilla friends do suck. You can't be that way at all with vanilla friends. It's not like you're sitting around. It's like, you have to make sure, you know, maybe you're dressed modestly enough or whatever. There's always a piece of you that you're hiding. Um, Typically, Typically, not everyone. Um, but uh, what I found is like my true, my deep, my people, my deep friends, like we can play this kind of game. We can have such a riot. Um, some of us half naked, some clothes, some not at all. And it's just like the most fun because you're just comfortable. Right. And it's not, we're, we're naked, therefore we should be having sex now. Exactly. You don't have to. And everybody thinks it's always this, this big orgy sex fest. I don't even like orgies. Like, I just like hanging out with my people and just having a blast. I really don't play that often with my friends sometimes. Um, but that is, for me, not the goal, at least not anymore. It might have been more in the beginning because it was so novel. Um, and sure, it can be that way sometimes and it can be a lot of fun, but I just really like hanging out with my people, going camping with my people, doing events with my people, and just being in that environment where I can just completely be myself. I can I don't have to filter what I say. I don't have to worry about what I'm wearing. I don't have to worry about being inappropriate. It's just who I am. And I can show oh, up in all my careerness. <laughs> inappropriate is always encouraged, right? Oh, yeah. The more the more inappropriate, the more fun, right? <laughs> Especially if people aren't judging you. Um, oh, that's well, they're, so cool. They're in on the joke, and that's the that's the amazing. Exactly, exactly. Well, Dover, you have another game that you created, and we're running out of time. So I would love to bring you back to talk about that one more specifically because I think that there's some really good juicy stuff in that. Yeah, that's a completely separate style, and I mm. call it less a game and more a conversation starter and and uh, a way of getting to know your friends and yourselves a lot better. So yeah, and, know, and I categorize talk- it as a game, but it's not really. Yeah, well, it's like an icebreaker, like a, a conversation starter type thing, and I do really want to get into that because I think that that is really cool. So we're just going to introduce the name of it really quick, but before we do that, I talk about the lifestyle or ethical non-monogamy being a spectrum, like think of an umbrella, right? And so on one side, you've got like your one night stand sort of swingers. And then on the opposite side, you have like your, your single polyamory um, where you're dating people separately from your partner has nothing to do with your partner. So there's a very wide spectrum within that. And like you said, some people are just there for the sex that's up to you. And then there's those of us who who want connection with people. We want something deeper. We ver- we value that and getting to know people on a deeper level and getting to truly be authentic. That's where I lie. I also lie on the polyamory side of things um, where I have a lot of love to give for with other people. And that's not a threat to me. 
Um, and so that's a natural thing, but that's, doesn't mean that like I'm polyamorous with my swinger friends, like that's not where they're at. So there's different groups of people and I can be in different places, but I love this zone of like my lifestyle friends going on vacation with them, just the connection and just getting deep with people and getting to know them on such a, a deep level. There's nothing quite like being vulnerable with people that accept your vulnerability and you feel safe. And when you have a whole community of people like that, it is incredible. Like there's no explaining that kind of depth of friendship and connection. They're your safe people. They're your people. Um, So you have come up with a game, another, a tool, let's call it a tool as well to create, those kinds of deeper connections, if that's kind of where you lie on your spectrum of non-monogamy. And I think it's beautiful because it uses this word, compersion. Some say it's the opposite of jealousy, but it is not. You can still feel compersion and feel jealousy at the same time. It doesn't make you a bad compersive person if you feel little bits of jealousy because jealousy is only telling us something. Jealousy is only making us aware of something that we're lacking or that we are needing more of. And so we want to be aware of that. Compersion is the ability to rejoice in someone else's happiness and joy and feel joy for them. So what is this tool slash game called? Yeah. So the the game is called, or the tool, whatever you want to call it, is Compersion Conversations. And it's a a group of 100 questions or uh, statements and uh, in a book format that uh, has space for you to keep track of, write down, you know, what you're feeling, how you've gone through some of those issues um, and be able to have that discussion with other close friends in the lifestyle, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, as an example, uh, how do you manage active consent when you're playing with others? You know, are there any rules or boundaries or limits that you d- discuss, you know, before or ongoing uh, during a sexual situation? So points like that, maybe you haven't thought of it before or maybe mm. you know, you've kind of gone along with things and you haven't really thought about you know maybe we do need to sit down and and talk about what what are our boundaries what are our limits you know maybe we don't know what they are and we find out halfway through something that uh this i'm, I'm not i'm not comfortable right so this is to give you an, uh, an opportunity to think about something that maybe you haven't approached before you know um and have a discussion with another couple or a single that's not really leading you to sex. I mean, the, the, the game sip stripper smooch is basically leading you towards something flirty and fun and sexual, whether you take it to that next level or not is a separate issue, but this, the compersion conversations is really more about um, discussions and discussing your inner uh, ideas and emotions and how the lifestyle affects you and is bringing up topics that you may not have thought about uh, or make you think a little bit stronger about what your real feelings are for those. And you may not, you may not know right away. 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes just verbalizing that with another lifestyle couple that you trust and uh, and are not worried about their judgment um, mm-hmm. allows you to explore those ideas a little bit more, right? So yeah. it's a little bit more of a self-discovery nice. um, aspect than a game. We, I'm not sure we know exactly how to define the book just yet. Uh, mm-hmm. because it really is just a group of uh, 100 questions to ask yourselves or ask others Mm -hmm. well it's definitely a relationship tool um it's one of the things that i like to to do with my clients so i'll i'm going to definitely be looking at that because i think that uh, there's a lot of value in being able to ask yourself those questions Uh as a couple like uh, i mean that's and, and realize that you're not the only one i know that my clients often are afraid to ask things or afraid to admit things because they think that they're the only ones who like that, or they're the only ones who struggle with that, or they're the only ones who have dealt with that. And I'm like, Oh no, no, that's perfectly normal. And you can see like an audible relaxation breath come out of them. Oh, like I didn't know that, you know, like, and so I think just figuring out that you're not alone in things and kind of figuring out how to talk about these things is so, so key to being successful in this journey. Um, the second we think that we're alone, that we're unique almost in our struggles is where we feel like we're an island and we aren't. We can wrap our arms around each other and recognize that we all have struggled in one way or another with some of the same things. They might show up differently, but it's the root issues tend to be very similar and we've all been programmed in the same society, right? Like we've had different childhoods, but the overarching teaching that we've had is, is this mono mindset and it affects everything, you know? And so breaking that down is tricky. It is. And you know, a lot of these questions, I mean, they didn't come out of thin air, right? You know, after 15 years of being in the lifestyle ourselves. Um, and one of the reasons I, I, I took the certification course for being a, a sexual health coach is just that we do get asked so many questions from mm-hmm. new couples and we wanted a little bit more education behind our our answers other than just our own our own experiences. Because our own experiences are are just that. They're they're our journey through through this. So we may have some similarities. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's somewhat unique to our journey, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, that said, the questions that come from new couples are almost always the same. Yep, They're almost always the same. You know, yeah. they um, and uh, men all have, uh, you know, many. I shouldn't say all, but many have uh, performance anxiety uh, questions. You know, what what if? What if I can't get hard? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and or I couldn't get hard. What's wrong with me? Well, nothing's wrong with you. I mean, <laughs> you know, but guess what? There's something called soft swap, and you don't need a hard penis <laughs> to do soft swap, right? You, uh-huh. enjoy you know, I don't think more. I've ever thought of the name being soft swap for that reason. It's not, but it's no, a good, but a good that analogy, is right? Just a genius analogy. I love that actually, because so, soft swap, you really don't need a hard penis. That's perfect. I love that. <laughs> you know, 
right? It's kissing, it's touching, it's sensuality, yeah. right? And ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to end up in your bedroom, your hotel room, whatever, with your with your partner. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Magically, that thing will 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 spring <laughs> action, right? Spring to life, <laughs> right? So, uh, which will be no different than if you you approach the soft swap situation uh, mm-hmm. that way, anyway, right? Yeah. So enjoy, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, is in this is how would you, how would you approach an evening if, you know, you couldn't get hard, you know, how, write it down. Yeah. You know, these are the things we would do and take all the pressure off it, take all the focus off of it, because obviously the more focus you have on the soft penis, the softer it's going to get. It'll become an innie at some point. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because, um, like in the coaching world, you know, and sort of the spiritual world, we talk a lot about what you focus on is what will, what will happen. And so if you're focusing on what not to do, what you can't do or what you shouldn't do, you're going to come up with, with that on a consistent basis. But if you're focused on like, like, um, what's like a skier going down a hill. If you tell them to focus on the trees, they're going to hit the trees. That's but why I focus, focus on the <laughs> If I focus exactly. on it. You say that in jest, but that is the right. key, right? Like don't focus on what might not happen. Focus on the joy and the pleasure that you're experiencing and your body will follow suit. But as soon as you get in your head and go, oh, what if? What if that's that that will happen? You right. will and, have and trouble. It's it's typical, I think, of a lot of a lot of uh, new couples oh, that yeah. I talk to that they're planning the whole night, right? They want to they want to plan every fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to plan it all out, so they're never in the moment. And no. we've been there ourselves, where you know I need to the first time that we had a lifestyle experience, I needed to recreate every porn video I'd ever seen in my life <laughs> right. all in one night. Right. And, um, you know, at one point I remember, you know, uh, I was in this one position and I thought I was giving my wife just the the best show she'd ever seen in her life. And, um, you know, just this hot, hot, mess of bodies and you know and later the next day i was like what did you think of that like when this happened and i was in this position like wasn't it amazing and she said your balls were in my face and that's all i could see she said like thanks for the tea bag that's literally all i could see was your nutsack so thank you so much for that experience I'm like oh okay so you know it's it's the reality you know meeting fantasy yeah is never never the same right <laughs> and i think if if couples can especially new couples if they can relax and forget the fantasy forget all the planning mm-hmm. and be in the moment enjoy the moment yes. if someone is kissing you enjoy that the fact that you're kissing somebody else and not planning the 12 other things you're going to do to that person yeah and let that kiss last as long as it needs to last. If it, if the whole night ends up being kissing, well, guess what? You're kissing somebody you're attracted to that you weren't kissing before. before. <laughs> yeah. So isn't that great? Like, enjoy yeah. that, right? Oh, and, no. We're so worried on the next step. The next yeah, the next step. step. What do we do next? Okay, we did this now. Okay, check. 
you know, check. And I think that's where a lot of the, um, you know, anxiety comes from guys right. is that we're, we're planning the whole night. How am I going to make this the best night for this other woman? Yeah. And you know what, the fact that you're there and you're being generous and kind and, uh, you know, not just thinking of yourself the whole time you're having sex with other people, you've already, you've already done a good job. Relax, enjoy the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's what a lot of this conversion conversations allows you to do is, is to kind of s- sit back and, um, be present and, in and be present and think a little bit more about, okay, why am I doing this? Where am I, you know, what's in my, what's going through my head? I um, absolutely love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome. I can't wait to read through that. And uh, so if you want to get that, where it is, can we it find is available on Amazon. Conversion yeah. conversations. Conversion starts with the C. Conversion conversations on amazon.ca and i am going to put these links in the and show Dr. notes <laughs> so um so that people can find this excuse me um Topher, thank you so much i mean sex god sorry uh <laughs> self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us um what a great conversation this was a lot of fun and i look forward to trying this game because I like games. And so we're going to try this game and um, read through these conversations because I just think that this will be wonderful. So um, you're you're going to have to come along to my next um, VIP Can't wait. lifestyle experience and um, show us some of this because I think that this would be just right, right along with this. We'll have a tournament. Yeah, <laughs> right at the club. And it, it's great on those VIP nights. Um, It's not super busy because a lot of times on Friday nights, it's not super right. busy. And I try to plan it when it's not going to be such a, you know, super crazy night just to get a little bit more of a mild experience. And, um, you know, then we can make it as wild as we want to get. There's lots of room and lots of opportunity to uh, to have fun. So. Thank you again. Thank you. Is there any other last words of wisdom you want to leave our guests or our listeners? <laughs> uh, don't don't run with scissors. I guess that's probably. I mean, that's <laughs> that's good. That's very important. Yeah, and practical. I end things with a practical practical advice. So, obviously, no, obviously. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> well, it was great to actually see you face to face. We have actually chatted for in one form or another probably five seven years so we met like seven years ago it was so funny and uh when i found that i was like oh i yes we do know each other but we'd never met in person so it's lovely to finally meet you as in person as we can at the moment i'm terrible lighting here but yes that's okay it's okay this is this is audio so no one's gonna no one's going to see you quite yet. They'll have to come to an event or, or something to see. All right. So I can, I can say how buff I look and there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, thank you Topher Lynn for joining us today uh, from the Canadian elephants group and vanilla friends suck. Uh, I think people can look those groups up on Facebook. 
Right. Uh, the Canadian Elephants Group is on Facebook, um, but I'll give you the link for it so you can. Okay, you can I'll put that in the show that. notes as well. And then uh, the Vanilla Friends Suck Group is on Cafe Desire. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, and I will talk with you again soon. So, Thanks. as I always say, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, wasn't that a fun interview? I love learning about new people and just where they came from and their experiences in this world because it's different for everyone. We've all had different struggles. We've all come through it in different ways. But essentially, we all have similar difficulties or struggles in the beginning. And it's learning how to navigate that it can be tricky sometimes. And so that's when it's so beautiful to have um, tools and, and tricks and people to work with. And that is my, my desire for you is that you don't have to be alone when you're navigating this new world and that I can help you through the transition, through some of this unprogramming of the mono mindset that keeps us stuck thinking in certain patterns and unable to accept certain things in way of way of thinking. So I really want you guys to just experience joy in this world and not the confusion that often comes with it. So I encourage you to take a look at this game. It sounds like so much fun. And I want you to go visit sipstripsmooch.com. Again, like I said, it'll be in the show notes. And I promised you at the beginning that I was going to have a discount code for you. So Topherlin has been generous and given us a discount for my listeners and I'm really excited. So you want to use the discount code AUTHENTIC10 and that will give you 10% off your order of the game Sip Strip Smooch. Also, I really encourage you to go to amazon.com or amazon.ca and look up Compersion Conversations and I will try to put both of those links in the show notes, definitely for the Canadian one, um, since I'm Canadian, but there will be a link for the Amazon uh, link to Compersion Conversations. And it's a really great guide to help you navigate some of those difficult questions and has places to write in this book. Um, so you can work through some of these questions, these problems in a sense and come up with solutions before you even encounter the problems, which is so great. I encourage you to check these things out. Reach out to me. I have availability in my eight-week program. I'm taking on new people for the next cohort. And so that's very exciting. There's been some amazing transformations happening in this program, and I want that for all of you. Just, just huge life-changing shifts and the ability to really own who you are and 
discover what it is that you are passionate about that you like and and just not settle for less than who you are anymore not just a fraction of yourself but your whole self and and i want you to have permission to be yourself to be authentic and to live in your true authenticity and your freedom I just want to thank Topher again for this great conversation and for his willingness to be open with me. Uh, Not everybody can be open about all of these things, but I'm really glad that he um, was willing to share with you some of the things that he's gone through. So stay tuned for new things coming your way. We've got some exciting things happening in the group, and we're going to be offering some more live calls with me and um, just some more opportunities to to talk with me and and ask your questions. So look for that. I will also be hosting an empowered lifestyle VIP newcomers experience at the X Club soon. So keep those things in mind. Be checking in. I have been taking a break because I just did a big, big move after 19 years, a change of life completely and moving to the city. So I have been MIA for a while, but I am bringing you this podcast. I have not defaulted on that and you're still getting it every week and I'm just trying to be present here. But yeah, know that I... A lot of things have been on the back burner as I have been navigating this huge move and packing and everything. So I love you all. I'm so glad that you were here today and you got to listen to this conversation. Again, thank you, Topher Lynn, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Corrine Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at CorrineBedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at BreakingFreeAuthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity... Authenticity is the key. Have a great week.